And it seems to me you lived your life like a candle in the wind, never knowing who to cling to when the rain sets in. Hello, this is Elton John, and I'm touring America. I started my career going knee-high to a man in Philadelphia, and I plan on ending my career on tour here. We're going to be on Disney Plus this Sunday. You can get a 50% discount off of Disney Plus by typing in Biscuits Buttered Podcast with Victoria Vandenberg when you join Disney Plus. I promise it's going to be the experience of a lifetime. And at the peak of Candle in the Wind, I'm going to pull out a revolver and splatter my brains over the teleprompter. Don't miss it. It's going to be a Thanksgiving celebration. Hello. This is Victoria Vandenberg with the Biscuits Buttered Podcast. This is a podcast about uh, a small town life in Alabama with a transgendered woman. I'm beautiful. I'm six foot three, 420 pounds. I've got long, lush, blonde hair. I drive a 1993 Mitsubishi Mirage. I smoke Virginia Slim 100s, and I love life. I love living in Alabama, and I want you to join me. Every weekend, I will publish a podcast about my wonderful life in Alabama. So please, please come join me. All right. It is Sunday, 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 and I'm finally here recording a podcast uh, it is the Biscuits Buttered Podcast with none other than Victoria Vandenberg, a beautiful woman. Um, uh, we uh, are trying to get some things done here, okay? I know I've been talking shit. Nothing ever seems to get done, but I promise you, I'm working on it. So just just chill out. Chill out. I know I've got an extreme fan base. I know y'all are all... Uh, going crazy, wanting to get me on social media and everything else. Well, guess what? We've got the Facebook actually up and running. I put some stuff on the Facebook. I just got a profile right now. I'm going to try to do a like page. Um, and I put up some stuff. I, you know, I just put up some trailers for movies and things like that. So you should get on there and check it out. It's pretty nice. So, uh, yeah, so we finally got the fucking Facebook unlocked because they didn't, you know, I, I made the uh, profile and they were like, oh, you're not a real person. Well, I feel like a real person. God damn it. Have you ever went and like you start, you try to get into something and it's like, you got to like do the thing where it has the different images and it's like, pick the one without a bicycle and then there'll be like a little slice of like, the bi- a bicycle's um, tire in one of the pictures, but and you'll be like, "Well, it's in that one too." They're trying to trick me, and like you can't even pass a human test to get through. <laughs> That's my life. Every week, I'm trying to prove that I'm a human, and I fail. I fail every week. <laughs> Couldn't even get a Facebook. So uh, yeah, we got the Facebook. Please add me on Facebook. Just type in "biscuits buttered." And you'll be able to find the profile, and I'm going to start posting shit on there 
weekly, just stuff that I see on the internet that interests me and things like that. Uh, we have a Twitter, but I cannot, um, I cannot use my Twitter. Now, I have submitted a, a what, what do you call it? I, I'm trying to get them to reconsider suspending my Twitter account because um, the guy running Twitter is, he's obviously very autistic. Okay, and I, that, that, I'm a little autistic. I don't, you know, nothing against that, but he doesn't have, like he's running, it's like a, a person who's bad at social skills bought a social media company and now he's running into the ground. So our Twitter account, I can't tweet on it. I can't do anything on it because he locked it because uh, my first tweet was, can I say it? Can I say it? Because, <laughs> you know, I thought it was going to be like a freedom of speech um, platform because I added him on there and and uh, apparently he didn't like that. And then I tweeted, hey, I'm glad the autistic dude bought fa- or bought uh, Twitter because now we can just say what we want. And uh, he, did, he didn't like Elon Musk didn't like that. So he suspended my Twitter account. But I think the, another reason that it's still suspended is because apparently they don't have employees anymore, which we will talk about later. But uh, we do have a Twitter. It's just fucking locked up because this fucking imbecile uh, doesn't know how to deal with people. Okay, so we're on Podvine 2, which uh, I don't know. Is it a waste of my time? I don't know. I'm going to stay on there anyway. Uh, we're also um, on Proton Mail. Biscuits buttered at proton.me. Uh, nobody ever emails me on uh, biscuits buttered at proton.me. I'm, I'm ashamed of my listeners. I, I just wish you had just be like, hey, send me anything. Send me anything. Right? You can send me anything. You can take a picture of your dog's poop and send it to me. I don't care. I will smile. If you if you send me a random picture of just something gross, I'll sit there smiling just because I've made a connection and I'm closer to someone. <laughs> so please, please email me. So, uh, you know, we every week we like to go over who's listening to the podcast, and, and we're big. We're big in Belgium. All right, that's all you need to know. We're fucking huge in Belgium. But we have started getting more listeners all over the world. So we have people from Iran. We have people from Turkey. Um, we have uh, people from all over America listening to the fucking podcast. And I'm very very happy about that and I hope that is a continued trend. We're going to gain listeners every week so tell your friends, tell your mom tell your dad uh, go in, if you see a random toddler go punch him in the face and say hey, you need to listen to Biscuits Buttered that's how you grow a business you punch toddlers in the face alright, so what are, what are we even talking about this week? I do have something that I want to talk about. Do you ever feel like there should be more privacy with your prescriptions? Do you ever feel like you go to the doctor and, you know, they write too much on like, you you know, like your prescription will come in a bag, right? 
and they write way too much details on the bag. Like you wish there was something covering it where people, you know. So anyway, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I got prescribed. I have hemorrhoids. All right. I have hemorrhoids. Uh, I don't like having hemorrhoids. But I do. And it's not fun. And they got really, really bad to the point where my whole like backside was itching. Like I didn't know they could get that bad. But all the way up to like the top of my butt crack was itching at all times. And um, so I, I, I went to the doctor. Now I have a fucking, I have an amazing doctor, which is rare in America. So for all my overseas listeners, um, it's really, really hard to find a good doctor in America. So I'm going to go all over the place with this ramp. So I go to my doctor and uh, I'm like, I think I got, I think I got hemorrhoids, dude. And he's like, oh, you got hemorrhoids, right? Oh, okay. He's like, um, could be a lot of things going on with you if your whole butt's red and itching and everything. He's like, I'm going to have to look at your butthole. I, any doctor I've ever had in my life would have never have just said, hey, I got to look at your ass. Because every doctor here is lazy and shitty and just wants to get you out of the office. But my doctor's like, no, I'm going to actually do my job and check you out. And he bent me over a table spread the cheeks and looked at my, thoroughly examined my asshole. And it was the most awkward thing that ever happened to me in my life. But all at the same time, I had a smile on my face because I was like, oh man, I've got a good doctor. If my doctor is willing to bend over a 400 pound trans woman and spread the cheeks and look at my asshole, that's a good doctor. That is a thorough good doctor, and uh, I would recommend him. I don't want to say his name on the podcast, but he's amazing. Well, anyway, he's like, yep, you got, you got, you got freaking hemorrhoids. And I was like, oh, great. I'm glad it's not like ass cancer or anything, because that's what I, my mind always jumps to the worst. I'm like, I got ass cancer. Well, anyway, so he's like, okay, there's several things we can do. I can uh, prescribe you some high-powered hydrocortisone creams and you put that on there for a couple of weeks and it's gonna it's gonna go down a lot you just got to keep applying it to keep that keep those hemorrhoids from uh you know coming back up well i'll eventually get to my point and then he gave me a whole thorough options on on uh how to get rid of hemorrhoids he said well if that doesn't work for you we can actually just go in and surgically remove them we'll like put a little rubber band around it and then they'll fall off I'm like, holy shit, I didn't even know that was possible. <laughs> I didn't even know you could get rid of hemorrhoids. But uh, apparently he's telling me they can just go in and remove them, which I might end up doing eventually because uh, I put on the cream, right? But, like, if I went a week or two without putting on the cream, they'd come back. So I kind of feel like it would be nice to, like, just not have to put on the cream. So according to how much that surgery would cost, I... I might actually end up having it done. Uh, the only problem with having that surgery is uh, I know the anesthesiologist over there. <laughs> and I don't want, like, you know, people in my town, um, uh, you know, uh, like, hey, game over. I put him under for the surgery, for his ass surgery. 
Oh, fuck. Did I say my goddamn name? That's so stupid. Yeah, he was over here. He, he fucking came over and had ass surgery. <laughs> I put him under. Yeah, I saw his dick, too. Yeah, it was, it's not, you know, not as big, you know, not proportional. Wasn't as big as, you know, he's a big guy, but, you know. Anyway, uh, that that's what would happen. And they'd be like, yep, that ass surgery. I said it again. I said my name again. I'm started. I'm so retarded this morning. Oh, I got so fucking drunk last night. And that's probably why. Well, anyway, I need to finish the story. I need to finish the story, don't I? I'm going all over the place. So, I get prescribed this hydrocortisone cream, which I'm like, oh, great. You know, I can just go and, you know, send my prescription to where it needs to go. And uh, I can go pick it up and nobody, people just be like, oh, he's just getting some hydrocortisone. No big deal. So I go uh, to pick up this uh, prescription and it says on the, pres- on like the bag and even on the thing, it's like rectal cream. And it says, do not only apply directly to rectum. Like in big letters on the fucking bag. It says, only apply directly to rectum. Don't apply to inside the rectum. Only for the outside. Put it, just go in a circle around the rectum. Don't push it inside the rectum. And I'm sitting there like, why is all this fucking information right on the back? Like this, this lady that's like handing me my goddamn prescription is like knows that I got to put this shit on my asshole. She's picturing me putting this, I imagine she's picturing me putting this goddamn um, cream on my asshole now. And she's like, no, 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 don't, don't put it inside, put it on the asshole. So embarrassing. We need privacy. They didn't need to know what my rectal cream was for. And now I'm going to have everyone in town running around being like, yeah, he's, he's, he's got ass problems. Probably gets fucked too much. Because <laughs> that, that's how this town is. It is it's ridiculous. Oh, I did want to review some beers. I'm going to pause this for a second and uh, go over these beers with you. All right, I'm back. So last night I got hammered and uh, I was trying different beers. And uh, I tried this T-minus beer. It's a tangerine Kolsch. Am I saying that right? A Kolsch? It's from Yellowhammer Brewing in Huntsville, Alabama. Comes in a really pretty can, a really pretty colored orange can. And it's uh, T-minus is inspired by the famous powdered orange drink sent to space with America's first astronauts. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that. Um... Notes of tangerine brighten the uh, palate and pair wonderfully with the clean finish of the German-style Kolsch. Uh, this is a good beer. I actually enjoyed it. I didn't know about it when I first seen it. I was like, should I buy that? And, you know, I bought it, and it's good. It's good. It's a 5% alcohol. All right. So then last week, I was talking, I, w- I think I was saying Instuck. It's actually just Instock, I believe. I believe it's just called Instock. So I was overcomplicating it. Instock. It's a Viking Icelandic 
White Ale, and it's uh, delicious. It's actually my favorite new beer. So go out and buy some in stock. And then I tried, I didn't really care too much for this. It was all right. It wasn't bad, but it was um, not too great either. It's called, uh, am I saying this right? War, Warsteiner? Warsteiner German Pilsner? Um, it's not bad, but it's not like, wouldn't wouldn't call home about it. <laughs> all right, let's cover Elon Musk. So this week has been like a really huge news week. So I guess I'm going to get on here and talk about a lot of the shit, a lot of the bullshit in the news, which, God, I, I feel like I'm living in Groundhog Day. It's just, I, well, I'll get to that later. I'll, I'll mention Groundhog Day later, but it, it's just been a rough week for America. Um, so we got Elon Musk. He's destroying Twitter. Um, I swear to God, Tesla stock used to be like $1,200. And now it's like less than $200. So I can actually afford Tesla stock now. <laughs> so uh, this guy, um, as I covered last week, he's not, he's not smart. And I think people are finally realizing it. I think he's like one of these people that come in and he just pushes his employees so hard that something eventually happens. And that's why all his companies are successful. Uh but he's just not bright. You know, I remember back in the day, they used to say that he would demand crazy things at Tesla. Like one of his cars, he wanted to, um, he, he didn't even want to have a steering wheel. And it's like, well, you got to have a way to control the car, you fucking idiot. He's like, no, we don't even need to have a steering wheel because it's going to be self-driving. It's like, no, there needs to be a manual way to control the car. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, He's so dumb. I mean, the motherfucker is so dumb. I'm telling you, this guy's not smart. He's not smart, people. Uh, he just has certain qualities that make companies work because he comes in and he just says, you're going to fucking work really, really fucking hard and then I'm going to reap all the benefits and that's what fucking happens. So Tesla's down. It's below $200, I think. Um, there's been a, ma a mass exodus from Twitter, I think, oh, like in the thousands, like it's in the thousands of employees have left Twitter because this guy doesn't know how to like, he could have came into Twitter and kind of been very like low profile and did all these big changes that he wants to do, but he came in and just said, I am the man and you are going to listen to me and fuck you. If you have any problem with it, you're going to work fucking 24 hours a day. And that doesn't work for people, especially if you're a young person with, you know, programming skills. There's so many jobs out there. Why would you fucking stay at Twitter? Right? So they're just like, Oh, fuck you. We'll just leave. <laughs> it's like people, people who, you know, know how to, program and no, have like very good, you know, tech skills, they can work from home. They can do anything. They, you know, those jobs are in demand. So why would you fucking piss these people off and run them off? So this motherfucker has been arguing on Twitter and other places with his past employees who are just like, no, nah, dude, you, you don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, oh, I'm fucking... 
I know what I'm talking about because I've ran all these companies. I've went into space and all this shit. It's like, no, 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 you didn't. You hired people who did. Because <laughs> there's a difference. You know, I, I wish people would get this in their mind, you know, because people used to do this with Steve Jobs. They used to do this with so many people where they used to like put them on a pedestal and be like, oh, this person's so brilliant. And it's like, no, they're not. They're just a figurehead who's taking credit for all these other people's work, you know? And it's just, it's so insane how we put people on a pedestal in this country and worship them. And like, this guy is not good. He's not good. Um, and I wish he would stop destroying Twitter and he's locked our goddamn profile because I got on there and said something about his uh, autism, which was just a joke. It's just a joke. I don't mean nothing about it. I love autistic people. I'm autistic myself. So he got on there and um, suspended our account. And I'm pissed off about it. So fuck him. Um, the Biscuits Buttered Podcast wants to put out a special message to Elon Musk. Uh, suck a bag of dicks. That's that's my that's my special message to him. So anyway, so he gets on there. I think on Friday and is like, "Hey, why don't we? The company's in ruin, right? The company's in fucking ruin, and it's about to go bankrupt. They have no employees whatsoever because everybody's leaving. And on Friday, he's like, you know, it'd be a good idea. Let's get on fucking." Let's get on Twitter and let's vote on whether Donald Trump should be put back on Twitter. <laughs> and uh, and of course they let him. They let this motherfucker back on Twitter. And this is the reason I was talking about Groundhog Day earlier. Is um, I I'm just like I, I can't I can't I just can't because he's gonna get back on Twitter. I'm hoping the company just goes bankrupt now because I've been enjoying the peace and quiet of not having to hear Trump. You know, I think the country's been a lot better off for not having to hear Trump because I don't think a lot of people understand. Like when you give him a microphone, people, people like to think that it riles up the right. Well, it does when you give him a big microphone, but you know what else it does? It riles up the radical left too. So you see all like the crazy leftists, Oh, you know, during the Trump administration that were like creating their own like towns inside of Seattle and shit like that. That shit happens because he was leader and they just started. It, it kind of has a polarizing effect anytime he shows up and both sides get worse. So I don't want him back. <laughs> and uh, Elon Musk just inserted all that. Uh, into the country again, I'm like, oh, this fucking guy. Man, fuck you, Elon. Fuck you. So, um, what else? I think that's all on Elon Musk that I want to talk about is that Trump is back. We have to fucking hear him blabber on about everything now. So, you get to enjoy that bullshit. Uh, Brittany Griner. Um, am I the only one? Am I the only one 
that doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> like everyone's like, you, Biden, you need to get Britney Griner back. You're not doing a good job. You're just letting her linger over there because she's a woman of color and all this stuff. And I'm like, he, Joe Biden cannot conduct foreign policy because they're using her. Um, he cannot conduct foreign policy because one person made a mistake. You know, she went over there. She had drugs on her. Uh, why? Why? When you travel to like crazy places like Russia, why would you fucking test the limits? You know, it's something different to, you know, take drugs around with you in the States. But why would you go over to Russia and have anything on you like that? That's so fucking stupid. And I don't want us to waste any time. I want us to try to get her back, but not if they're going to use her as like some kind of cudgel to like do other things like, hey, can you loosen the sanctions, things like that. It's like, no, fuck you. You fucked up. You're a fucking idiot for going over there. I, don't, I just don't have time to feel sorry for this bitch. So it's been a big news week. It's been a big news week. It's been a fucking headache of a week. And I just, I don't know, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. It's, it's like, I was feeling good, you know, I was in a good mental place. And now here we are. It's Groundhog Day again. Because Trump announced that he's running in 2024. We're going to have to deal with this guy running again. God damn it. Why? And look, I don't like any of the Republicans. Any Republican that runs is going to be annoying son of a bitch, right? Even, you know, DeSantis is an annoying son of a bitch. But now we're going to have to deal with this guy constantly talking about how much money he has and how he won the election and all this just nonsense and just injecting a lot of chaos and toxicity into... Um, our our country and i you know there's going to be more trump right you know we're gonna we're gonna have trump i just know already i live in alabama there's gonna be trump rallies everywhere and you know what if there are trump rallies um here uh i'm gonna find a way to podcast from the trump rally <laughs> we're gonna go set up shop at the trump rally and uh we're gonna podcast from there if he does come here because you know you just, once the worst happens, you know, you just need to embrace it and go all in. <laughs> I'll show up in my wig with my Virginia Slim and I'll try to interview Trump. <laughs> uh, so we're going through all of it again. And, you know, the thing that pisses me off is that uh, a lot of things are coming clear now. So the Democrats held the House. Republicans are going to control, or excuse me, the Democrats held the Senate. The Republicans uh, held the House. Uh, Trump's running again. So that pretty much guarantees that Biden's going to run again. And I really don't want him to run again. I want some, something new in there. And so the next however many years is going to be, what, next six years, I'm going to have to deal with Biden. So... Uh, 
things are bleak because <laughs> I don't like seeing him either because he's one of these guys, you know, the thing I can't stand about Biden, everyone's like, oh, he's the most substantial president in American history and all this, like, fluffing him. I'm like, no, no, he's not. And, Biden, or, and, and Obama wasn't either. Like, stop trying to build these men up. You know, they, they do, and I'm sure I've talked about this, it's like incrementalism, I like to call it band-aidism, where they just kind of do a little something. They just give us a little something, just a little tweak to the system. They never address any root problems. They never change anything substantially. They just do a little tweak. You know, it's like, it's like, oh, he, Obama passed the Affordable Care Act. It's like, well, people are still going bankrupt because of their health care bills. Health care keeps swirling out of control with the price cost and the only thing that changes they can't throw you off your plan if you have a pre-existing condition that's the only thing it's like he didn't didn't try to pass a public option he didn't try to do anything and here we are how many years later was it like i'm like 14 years later am i saying that am i doing that right doing that math right <laughs> and we're still we're still here, you know, struggling with the same problems that Obama and, you know, Obama does this thing where, you know, he's like, oh, I did this and did this. You should be happy. And it's like, no, 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 you, you should have went further. You could have went further because Obama was massively popular and he won. He had enough people to really get some stuff passed and he didn't. So fuck him. I don't think he's a fan of the working people. And um, the more I see him nowadays, I think he's just. I just hate seeing him now. I used to love that man. I, now, when I look back, I just view his presidency very sourly. And uh, I wish Biden would go. Biden's like, oh, I'm a union guy. He's always like, oh, I'm so good for unions. And I'm like, well, how about help me where I work? How about, you know, I've I've seen all these damn unions that kind of get logged into the system and they get used to like incrementalism, you know, and they'll, they'll go negotiate like a contract and they'll be like, Hey, you, your pay is not going to be decreased this year. They're not going to shut down your plant. That's what you get this year instead of a pay raise and better health care and benefits. Like, it's like, you just get to keep your job, you know, and they're happy with that. It's like, fuck this, man. The unions suck. Biden sucks. We need something new. We need a we need more than one party. We need something new in our system because shit just isn't working. So they they uh, appointed since Trump's gonna run. God damn it! Uh, they the fucking of course um, Merrick Garland. Um. The, the biggest cuck of them all, because I love to use that word. I, I hate to use that word, and I love to use that word all at the same time, uh, because I hate the alt-right, but they, they just happen to be really funny. <laughs> the alt-right people just happen to be really funny. So I like to use their terminology. So Merrick Garland's a cuck, and he can't just... For some reason, he's been dragging and dragging and dragging on indicting Trump when we all know he's guilty. We all know he's done things. And they just won't pull the trigger and indict him. So he's like, well, uh, now that he's running for president, I'm going to have to 
appoint a special prosecutor. Oh, man. We've been here before. Remember Mueller? They fucking appointed him, and he spent like three years investigating, and then wouldn't what didn't have the the fucking balls to prosecute or do anything. He just released a report, and oh man, these people are so fucking stupid. And this is the thing that that I've noticed about once you get into that circle in Washington, you do not make waves, no matter whether they're right, because the right decision is to go. Full in against this guy because he's bad for everything. And he's we all know he's guilty of something. So just fucking get him out of there. <laughs> so he appointed this special prosecutor that I've never heard of. And I guarantee you this special prosecutor is not going to do a goddamn thing. He is going to drag and drag and drag and drag. And we'll probably have to wait for the results of the 2024 presidential election before he ever makes a decision on whether he's going to indict Donald Trump. And by then, Donald Trump will be our president again. So then they'll go, oh, well, we can't indict him now because he's president. These people are just so pitiful. I mean, I it's so frustrating living here and seeing this shit. Sorry for all the negativity today. It's just... This week has been quite a week for news. <laughs> it's just been quite a week for news, and I feel like I'm just in this, I'm spiraling out of control because it feels like I'm back in like 2020 again. Um, so Nancy Pelosi finally stepped down. I think that's a good thing. I'm, I'm tired of looking at her, you know. Uh, she's been around a long time. I think she's part of the reason why everything's watered down. And uh, there's no substantive change uh, to people's lives. I mean, just just think, you've had Joe Biden around forever. You had Obama. You've had Nancy Pelosi. They all claim to be uh, working for working class people. The minimum wage is $7.25. $7.25. That, when, back when I worked... At fucking McDonald's. That's what the minimum wage was. And I've and that's like 20 years ago. It's like 20 fucking years ago. So, no, I don't believe Nancy Pelosi cares about working people. And, you know, she, she loves to um, make all these stories. Oh, I was a housewife and then I became Speaker of the House. Oh, because I'm good at cleaning houses. <laughs> You know, she talks about her stuff. This woman came from the mob. This is a mob lady. All right. She's from the San Fran mob. And I'm tired of fucking hearing her bullshit about how she was a homemaker and became speaker of the house. Like, fuck you. Like, you're connected. You're rich as shit. You're connect. She actually does have some, apparently some mob connections or union connections or something like that. Because, I, you know, same thing. <laughs> Unions and mobs, same thing. So we're doomed in uh, 2024. It's either going to be Biden or Trump. That that's our that's our fucking choice. And you got to think if Biden kicks over and dies, if he dies, we're going to have to have Kamala Harris as president. 
I mean, I don't even, I don't even know where to begin on that one. That's just, that's rough. That's really, really rough. <laughs> I don't think I can deal with uh, Kamala Harris being our president. So this is why this week has been just, just horrible, and I, I don't have nothing good to say about it because we're making all the bad choices again in this country. <laughs> Uh, so I heard about this Tyson food CFO and this, this is the thing I'm always very down on like billionaires and people like this. The Tyson foods chief financial officer was found drunk and asleep in someone's house. He broke into someone's house. Uh, and the last time I heard of someone doing this was like rip torn when rip torn does it. It's cool. Cause rip torn is fucking awesome. Like when he gets drunk and accidentally breaks into a house and passes out in their house, it, it's fucking amazing because it's ripped torn. And we want to see him do it. I would not even be mad. If I came into my house and ripped torn, had gotten drunk, broke through my window, and passed out on the floor, I'd be like, oh man, ripped torn. I'd probably like take a selfie. <laughs> But apparently the CFO of Tyson Foods got drunk and fell asleep in the wrong house and some woman came home and found him. And it's like the son of the other C or the the guy that uh, basically he, he inherited his job. Um, and this is why I'm telling you these people that run these companies are not what you think they are. They are not these geniuses of industry. They're not these really, really smart people. Once you build that company structure, everything's just going to run. And he's got all these people that are running the company. So this guy's probably drunk and doing all kinds of drugs all the time and getting credit for being a brilliant CFO when he's really just somebody's kid. So we got to stop worshiping. We got to stop simping for the billionaires. That's what I've been hearing all week. Stop simping for the billionaires. And, uh, there's, there's been so much bullshit this week. So uh, he was found in his underwear in this lady's house. And apparently they're also at the same time under investigation for like breaking child labor laws. They have like underage people working in there in horrible conditions. And uh, nobody seems to care. <laughs> oh, man, this country. Uh, you know, I, I live... In North Alabama, we have a lot of like chicken Tyson places, you know, and um, they they've done nothing but make North Alabama smell like shit. You'll you'll drive down the road, and you'll smell like this sweet shit smell, this horrible smell. It's like if somebody added sugar to shit, <laughs> sugar to fecal waste, and uh, you can smell it for miles and miles and miles every time there's a chicken house, and that's the only thing Tyson and and chicken houses have contributed to anything. All right, moving on from all that, I had to take a break and uh, get me another cup of coffee. Uh, I can always feel like, you know, I'm kind of running out of steam halfway through, and <laughs> I'm just sitting around like, I don't know, I think there's more pauses. I'm doing this uh, podcast in the morning today. I meant to do it last night. I feel like, 
I do the podcast a lot better when I'm, I'm drinking. I feel like there's a better flow to the podcast when I'm drinking. So, uh, uh, but last night, um, I went over to Florence to do some Christmas shopping and, uh, you know, me and dad, uh, went and, uh, went out to eat it at the barrel. <laughs> we went out and ate at the barrel. And, uh, so I, I didn't ever get a chance to actually record the podcast last night. Um, but I wanted to talk about some things cause I've heard some new terms this week that I've never heard before. And I've been tuning all this stuff out. Um, let's see here. There is a new gender. <laughs> this popped up on my feed the other day. There is a new gender. It's called, uh, and maybe this is what I am. Maybe this is what Victoria is. It's called autogender. A term for when a person perceives that their experience of gender is influenced by their autism. For example... If something about their gender is influenced by a special interest, a sensory experience, or a disconnect from neurotypical definitions of gender, not usually used as someone's whole identity, but a part of it, though some may use this as their only identifier, not available for use by allistic, non-autistic people. I've never even heard that word before. Allistic? That means non-autistic? Interesting. Um, why does there have to be always like a counter word? Like, you know, they'll, they'll be like, you're cisgender. Well, no, no I, I'm not going to refer to myself as cisgender. <laughs> you know, like I can identify myself however I want. You know, but no, you're cisgender. You know, like they try to force like people into that box, you know, if they identify with their orientation. Or excuse me, if they identify with their um, with their actual sex, it's like you're cisgender. It's like no, I'm just I just am, you know. Because I look a lot of this stuff I feel like is out of control, and this is one of them. Autogender, I'm autogender. That is insane. I mean, I guess I could say that I'm fat ass gender. <laughs> that my sexual spectrum is influenced by my being overweight because <laughs> it kind of is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just there's all these different terms and people are overcomplicating gender. They're overcomplicating sexual orientation. They're overcomplicating everything. It's, it's just, it's annoying. It's like, look, pick a sex. All right. I don't, I don't care. I don't care what you identify with. You know, whatever sex you want to identify with, just do it. Just do it. If you want to be a female, I don't care. If you want to be a male, I don't care. If you want to say you're non-binary or whatever, I don't care. Just pick something and stop making up new terms because I can't keep up with all of them. I'm old. And I'm, I'm old and my mind is feeble. And I can't keep up with all of the different um, genders. There's something down here. Uh, autogender is the feeling that an innate gender does not make any sense to me and that is compounded by my autisticness of perceiving the social world in a neurodivergent way. You know, we're so smart nowadays that we're fucking stupid. <laughs> you know, we're really overcomplicating 
our genders and our sexual orientations and everything. And we've got uh, a lot of um, new terms and new ways of describing things. And it's like, can't we just go back to old timey concrete terms? I'm a male, I'm a female, or even I don't identify as either. I'm, you know, non-binary, whatever you want to fucking call it. But having like a million terms and expecting me to know all of them, I don't know about all that. And I'm a trans woman. Let's see here. I'll tell you that right now. All right. So we're going to go through some of the uh, different um, the gif- different gender identity terms today. A gender. Not having a gender or identifying with a gender they may describe themselves as being gender neutral or genderless. By gender. All right. A person who fluctuates between traditional male and female gender based behaviors and identities. Of course, we've already covered cisgender. Gender expression. The external display of one's gender through a combination of how they dress, how they act, and other factors. This is generally within the context of what society expectations are gender fluid a person who is gender fluid may always feel like a mix of the two traditional genders but may feel more what more ways some days and more ways a different day so that's what i am i am fluid because i'm a man one minute i'm a woman the next and you're just gonna have to deal with it all right so then there's i've always had trouble with these terms uh, let's see here. Gender queer, a gender identity label often used by people who do not identify with being a man or a woman, or as an umbrella term for many gender non-conforming or non-binary entities. Hmm. Interesting. Gender variant, someone who either by nature or by choice does not conform to gender-based expectations of society. MX, okay, this is something new to me. MX is a title, examples, Mr., Mrs., etc., that is gender neutral. Pronounced milks. Okay, so it's pronounced milks? I can't be saying it right. Mix? Oh, mix. It's pronounced mix. So MX, mix, because I'm retarded. Okay, Uh, similar to miss, mix. That's kind of cool, actually. I, I kind of like that term. It is often the option of choice for folks who do not identify as cisgender mix. Okay. Well, I haven't seen that yet. Um, I've never seen anyone write down MX. I think I'm going to write that down from now on. MX. Uh, okay. So non-binary, a gender identity and an umbrella term for people who identify falls outside of the binary of male and female. Some people don't identify fully or at all with the gender they were assigned at birth, and some people have no gender at all. Interesting. Passing. When someone who is gender variant is regarded to be or passes as cisgender man or cisgender woman, Interesting. God, they just keep going. They just keep going. Two-spirit. 
is an umbrella term traditionally used uh, by Native American people who recognize individuals who possess qualities of both genders. I've heard, and I've never looked this up, about the two-spirit. Some people say that a lot of that's been overblown and kind of made up. And then some people are like, no, that's the way it was. And I need an actual historian to like go in and figure this out. Was there really, was there an embracing term called two spirits in the Native American community, or is this just being made up? Okay, so here we go. Uh, Z in here. Alternative pronouns that are gender neutral pronounce Z and here. They replace he and she and his and hers, respectively. Alternatively, some people who are non-comfortable do not embrace he. She used the plural pronouns they, there as a neutral pronoun. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. We're learning today. We're learning on the podcast. Um, there's too many genders. That's all I'm going to say. There's too many goddamn genders. Ginger. <laughs> That's my... I'm I'm a gender uh, a ginger queer. That that's my fucking term right there. My gender uh, my gender identity term is ginger queer because I'm a ginger. All right. Let's look up sexual orientations. So many now. You know, back when I was a young lass. Uh, there was only gay, straight, or bi. Maybe asexual, too. Nowadays, there's so many, I can't even keep up with them. So there's bisexual, there's heterosexual, there's heteronormative. The belief and assumption that heterosexuality is that you'd think I would know all this stuff being a trans woman, but um, I can't keep up. I'm old now. Uh, is the normative... I'm, I'm a rural... I'm a rural gay. Okay, I'm out... I'm a rural gay. I'm out in the country. I'm gaying it up in the country. I've got a farm. And these I only hear people in the cities say this shit. Okay. So the belief and assumption that heterosexuality is the normative of default sexual orientation for all people. It is important to review course materials to gauge the predominance of heteronormative language and readings. Blah, 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 a pansexual, a person who is not limited by biological sex, gender, or gender identity, and sexual choice. Uh, yeah, I, you know, as far as my sexuality, I feel very um, hardwired. You know, I, I don't... These people that use all these different terms, I don't know, it's not that way for me. It's like I'm hardwired. I like certain things, and it's always been that way. <laughs> And everyone's like, well, I'm, you know, all these different terms. And uh, let's see. Oh, here, here's another one. 47 different terms. There's allosexual, a word and category describing those who experience sexual attraction Use of this term helps normalize the experience of people on the asexual spectrum and provide a more specific label to describe those who aren't part of the asexual community. This is another thing that gets on my nerves. You'll have people like, I'm asexual, want to fuck? 
<laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll run into these people. <coughs> oh, you think because I'm asexual that I don't make it clap? And it's like, yeah, that that's that's what it fucking means. But they're like, you're a fucking idiot, you know? <laughs> it's like, like, I don't have any sexual attraction either, but I, I fucking lay it down. You know, it's like, why though? If you don't have any sexual, you know, because, you know, a lot of these people are, I'm sorry, I'm a member of the LGBT community. And a lot of these people are just making shit up because they want to be, like, special. Um, asexual. Someone who identifies as a member of the asexual community experiences little or no sexual attraction to others of any gender. Uh, yeah, that would mean that you wouldn't be, I guess, for the most part, you wouldn't even be looking for sex. But you see people who identify as asexual that are out having sex every day. And I just, I'm like, you're never going to explain that where it makes sense to me. Mm. Lots of, uh, describes an asexual person who don't experience sexual attraction, but have the desire to engage in sexual behavior or sexual relationship. So I don't want to experience sexual, I don't experience sexual attraction at all, but I want to engage in the behavior. I mean, I could see that. I guess I could see that. But I don't... A lot of the people that are claiming to be asexual who are constantly out getting banged, I'm just like, no, you're just you're just complicating things. You're just being difficult. All right. So I guess I want to... Um, this morning I'm tired. I'm really tired this morning. <laughs> but I'm like, I've got to do podcast and uh so i watched a movie last night or actually it's on friday night called the guard well brennan gleason and it's uh by the same director who did the banshees of and sharon now let me bring this up uh this is the greatest irish movie i've ever seen in my life it's about a fucking like uh, kind of a crazy, quirky cop in Ireland. And he does drugs, he fucks hookers, he does. He's, he says racist shit, he's like just a fucking crazy guy. Don Cheadle shows up from the FBI and they're trying to solve a drug ring. But Don Cheadle cannot figure out whether Brendan Gleeson is really, really dumb or really, really smart. Because you really don't know the whole movie. Like, he does shit where you're like, why'd he do that? And you're like, is this fucking guy dumb or is he really, really smart? <laughs> and that's the whole point in the movie. And this director, this is my new favorite director. Um, let me look up his name here. Um, John Michael McDonough, John Michael McDonough. He's made like in Bruges. He's done uh, the Banshees of in, in Sharon. Uh, he's done three billboards. He's done a lot of great movies. And this movie was really special. I, I don't know how I missed it. Uh, it it's kind of like this quirky, dark, kind of sad comedy. Because um, all his movies are very kind of sad, but they're funny. And they're it's very like comedic in a dark way. And this movie is the same. And I would suggest going in and seeing this movie because... I've just, I've missed out on all this guy's stuff. And from now on, anytime this guy, this John Michael McDonough, 
um, makes a movie, I'm going to go see it because he's really good. It's rated R for pervasive, pervasive language, drug material, and sexual content. Uh, it's a comedy mystery thriller, and it's got uh, Brennan Gleeson in it. And he is my favorite actor now. <laughs> and I actually kind of, I kind of favor Brendan Gleeson. I kind of look like him in a blonde wig. Uh, that that's pretty much what I look like. Let's see. Let's go back through his um, body of work. He's done the tragedy of Macbeth. Uh, he's done Paddington the Bear. That's that's his accomplishment right there. Hmm. Assassin's Creed. See, a lot of these movies are Calgary. I had not seen a lot of this shit. He's been in a lot of great movies. I want to think that he was in... Um, let's see here. He's in Beowulf. Remember that? The 3D version of Beowulf. He's in Cold Mountain. That's a fucking great movie. Cold Mountain. All right. Gangs of New York. He was, in, he was fucking great in Gangs of New York, if you've ever seen that. So just... Watch The Guard. Go home and watch The Guard. And I finally did it. I finally did it last night. Uh, Y'all are going to be pleased to know that Victoria finally watched Night Moves. 1975 mystery crime thriller with none other than Gene Hackman. And I swear to God, and I know I've mentioned this in previous episodes... I swear to God, Ron Burgundy's based off this character. He's got a mustache. He's got his hair done up. He's wearing like an old 70s suit. He literally, there's a part in the movie, like all the women are like coming on to him. All the women are just disgusting. They're like 50-year-old women like falling all over him. And he's like, oh, I can't resist. I'm a cuckold. Because he gets cuckled in this movie, and he doesn't even care. It's like the coolest cuckolding ever. He's just like, I'm I'm still Gene Ackman, and I'm still cool as fuck. And I don't care that I'm being cuckled, and I'll come over here and hang out with the guy cuckolding me. I'll chill with him. And uh, so he actually, there's a scene in this movie, this is how ridiculous this movie is, not moves. There's a scene in this movie where he's sleeping with a woman and he's making he's making fondue in bed. The man is making fondue in bed while making love to a woman, passionately making love. And that's why I really believe the character of Ron Burgundy is based off this guy. <laughs> but it's a fucking amazing movie. He's having to go find this this young girl who's a slut. She's fucking everybody in town, including um, an old creepy guy. And um, and he has to bring her back to her mom. And the mom doesn't really even give a shit about her. But another thing there's another thing about this movie is there's elements to it that kind of remind me of The Big Lebowski, too. So give it a try because, you know, he brings this girl back. Uh, a lot of stuff, you know, there's like fight scenes, there's explosions, there's pretty much everything in this movie. Um,. And it stars Gene Hackman, who is uh, the maybe the great, maybe the goat. He might be the goat, the greatest of all time. And I didn't know it, but author Penn directed this movie, which that might be why it's so good. Um, 
And, you know, Gene Hackman is um, still alive, living in uh, New Mexico. And uh, he's 92 years old, and he's still, like, out riding his bike every day. Is that not amazing? I I want that for myself. I want to be, apparently, if you actually exercise and you keep yourself up, you can still live, like, a really awesome life up into your 90s. Maybe I need to get an exercise bike (laughs) and work out. Victoria needs to start taking care of herself because this guy literally drinks, he smokes, he's done everything. No telling how many sexually transmitted diseases he's had. And he's like in his 90s now in New Mexico. He rides his bike, goes golfing, just does all this stuff. And because he just doesn't overeat and exercises he's he's gonna probably live to 100 he's writing books now i'd rather him be in movies than write books but um god bless gene hackman god bless him um i guess i'm gonna end the podcast because i feel like i'm just rambling on for no reason um i hope you've enjoyed this experience i feel like i've been just kind of stammering and trying to force it (laughs) So that's why I'm moving, moving along. Um, so, you know, remember we got the Facebook up and running. I posted some stuff on there. I posted a, I believe I posted the trailer for, um, for the guard and I'm going to get on there and post the trailer for night moves. Add me on Facebook, biscuits buttered. And we've got the Twitter, but it's locked up because of fucking Elon Musk being a bitch. Um, so when we get that set up, Add us on Twitter, and I promise I'll start putting content on that. We're on Podvine. You can always email me at biscuitsbuttered at proton.me. I just want to say to everyone that I love you all. I thank you for listening. And uh, I hope that in your future, there's a lot of food in your future. A lot of food and sex and gluttony. Uh, All right. Have a good day. Hello. This is Chin Chin at Ding How To on Whitesburg Drive. In Huntsville, Alabama, come to our restaurant. Eat some orange chicken. Eat some General Sauce chicken. Because you big fat American. You big fat American. We want you to come eat at our restaurant. Look at the murals on the wall of Chairman Mao. And bow to the Communist Republic of China. Come enjoy food. Because we know you don't care. You don't care. And we are official sponsor of Biscuits Buttered Podcast. Well, Victoria Vandenberg, come shovel rice and noodles in your mouth and worship the People's Republic of China.